You're listening to the Garden City Church Podcast. We just want to say thanks so much for tuning in. And if you enjoy what you hear today, please subscribe, share, and review the podcast. If you want to support what Garden City is doing, you can go to GardenCityNW.com slash give or click on give in the show notes. Let's dive into this week's message together. You know, I've been having these conversations with people recently, um, people who are reframing, deconstructing faith, or people who are just like, they're experiencing the fra- the feelings of the fractures and divisions in the church, in the world. But speaking specifically about Christianity, about fractures in the church, um, one of the things I'm, I'm realizing is that many people who have a religious background, a faith background, grew up in faith communities where there wasn't um, a distinguishing between primary issues and secondary issues, or essential, you know, doctrine and and non-essential doctrine. Uh, All of it was essential, it almost sounded like. And I was talking with a friend recently, and they would, they came from background where the leaders of the church would say there was, you know, here's the core issues, here's the things we believe and we'll never let go of, and here's the secondary issues. And so they would say that, but in practice, all of the secondary and not essential issues, not the primary, they're secondary issues, were like somehow had these little links to all the core issues. So if you struggled with this one little doubt or this little thing, it was connected to this other little thing that's connected to this big thing. And and all of it's connected. It was almost like this huge house of religious cards that was set up. And if you just pull one little one, like... Um, you know, the, if someone believes in a seven-day creation or, you know, or something different, like if they don't believe the right thing on that, then that pulls the card out that's connected to everything and everything falls or they're, they're out. They're, they're not in, they're out of the religious community because this little thing is connected to all these big things and you can't belong here. And I think that people have grown up in that. There's this sense, this feeling of like, like there's something fundamentally wrong if like your religion is is a house of cards. We we know that. That's not sustainable. That that that's not coherent. There's no place for dialogue and doubt and struggle and um and so I think it's really really important and I want to talk about this today being able to distinguish the 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 core primary issues and doctrines versus secondary and non-essential uh, areas of doctrine. And we're living in an age where I think a lot of people have been handed, like, here's your faith. And it's it's kind of just given them to them in this box. And everything in the box has to be accepted. And maybe they got used to eating that, but they're like, this doesn't feel healthy. And then at some point they found out like 10% or 30% or more, who knows, isn't healthy and isn't something that that is that they actually even agree with. And so I think there's like people that are approaching it like they, they still like the box and they just want to receive everything in the box and not rethink it. Even if there's some unhealthy stuff in there, even if they should, even if it's all healthy, that's they don't even want to put the work in to see what am I eating. And there's others who have like, oh, there's ten percent that's like this is poison for my body or it's not good, it's unhealthy. And there's like, I'm gonna chuck the whole thing. I'm not gonna eat anything. I'm just stepping away from the table. And there's others who are like saying, you know what? Let's get everything out on the table rather than just taking it all in a box. Let's look at the, let's put it on the table and let's start looking at what is good and healthy and essential. And I think that's something that most healthy people do throughout their whole lives. 
So if that's you, don't feel like you're doing something inherently wrong. Jesus was always leading people through a process like that. The key is let's listen to his voice so that we know what is good, what's healthy and essential. So let's talk about this. At Garden City, we value the diversity and the uniqueness of every individual, foregoing the need for uniformity. However, unity and harmony centered around Jesus are the top priorities of our church family. We come from different backgrounds, and our, diff- our common beliefs draw us together toward Jesus. So here's something very simple that, that helps guide us. In essentials, we have unity. In non-essentials, we give liberty. In anti-essentials, we have limits. In all things, we have love. Hey guys, when reflecting on this sermon, um, I just thought this addition would be helpful to, co- to the conversation around uh, essentials. Um, I think it's really important for people to know that like, we are part of this uh, thing called the Christian tradition. We're not just floating in a sea on a raft by ourselves, but we're connected in faith to so many amazing men and women of faith. We're, we're connected to the biblical story that runs through the centuries. And when we think about essentials or, you know, the essential doctrine, um, in the first several centuries of the Christian era, the church developed a series of affirmations uh, of faith um, that have been accepted by Christians throughout, throughout history. And um, Garden City Church, we consider ourselves part of that tradition, and we want to recognize our connection to and even indebtedness to the early creeds and confessions of the early church. Um, we refer especially to the Apostles' Creed and to the Nicene Creed, um, though the same could be said about the Chalcedian and the Athanasian creeds. We refer especially to the Apostles' Creed and to the Nicene Creed and to other key early Christian creeds. Let me give you an example. Here's the Apostles' Creed that helps center us in the essential. The Apostles' Creed goes like this, I believe in God the Father, Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who is conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, and was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into Hades. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. These types of creeds help center us on what's essential, and they're trying to capture the essence of of faith that God has given to his church. Um, And for Garden City, we, we also have our essentials that... Uh, I think are are distinctives, and we want to make sure are really clear, like uh, our view of sacred scripture, uh, how we view God as Father, Son, and Spirit, um, the nature of the church, the nature of Jesus' mission in the world through the church, um, and just other essentials like this. And I want to encourage you go check out our our essentials um, online on our website. And uh, these things we want to hold dear so that we can give freedom and liberty around those things that are non-essential. All right, back to the sermon. So let's, let's walk through that. In essentials, we have unity. Uh, I love this verse. There's one body and one spirit. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all. That's from Ephesians 4. 
there's essentials that we think are so important that we hold on to that this is our center. This is what, when we talk about being Jesus-centered, this these are Jesus things. These are things that 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 are identity for us. And uh, if you want to have a you know a, a more in depth look at that, you can look at our kind of our central doctrines, our cent- central doctrinal uh, statement. Just go onto our website and check it out. But you know things like the Trinity. We are a Trinitarian church. We believe that Jesus is our savior, our leader, our healer, our friend. Um, and it's through Jesus that we understand who God is. We have uh, you know, essentials like that and, and talk about the church and the mission of the church. So go look at that. Um, and I think those, that's really important. What are the essentials? In non-essentials, we have liberty. I love this verse. Accept him whose faith is weak without passing judgment. On disputable matter, disputable matters. Notice the disputable matters, whether we don't have like a total certainty on it, or it's not like a life or death salvation issue. The verse goes on to say, Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To his own master he stands or falls. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. So whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. There are debatable matters, debatable issues that Christians have disagreed on that are not salvation issues that end end up in communities uh, not being the essentials. So the non-essentials, we give liberty. Giving liberty means that like we're going to be able to disagree and sometimes have debates on it. On something, we're gonna um, maybe hold really strong convictions about it. Even and it's very important to us. That's okay, but we're gonna give freedom to other people to think and have different convic- convictions and have space to kind of form what they think about these these things. An example of this in our church is we have people in our church that are um, that, that come from a just war theology, and we have Christians in our church that are disciples of Jesus that come from a more nonviolent maybe pacifist form of um, theology. They both have commonality in, in saying, hey, violence isn't the, the, the primary way of the kingdom of God. But um, just war theorists would say, hey, in certain situation, situations, brokenness is so bad that, um, that, that we have to put a boundary even if we need to use violence uh, even though with reticence, we might have to use it in certain situations. A pacifist would say, hey, no, the, the way they understand their discipleship, the way of the cross of Jesus is absorbing pain, brokenness, and even violence, like Jesus dying on the cross and absorbing the violence of the world. And so the way of Jesus uh, never includes violence. We believe both can be f- faithful to Jesus, and they're both coming um, to the scriptures, and they're both trying to honor the scriptures, honor following Christ, but they have a, a, a different, under, little bit different understanding. We don't think that's a divide over issue. We think that they can be in the same community and learn from one another and have some mutual transformation, even though their perspectives are different. In anti-essentials, we have limits. This is important. Uh, check out this verse. You say, I have the rights to do anything. Does that sound familiar today? Everybody wants to do what's right in their own eyes, um, and it's all about our rights and what we want to do. You say, I have the right to do anything, but not everything is helpful. Again, you say, but I have the right to do anything. And he says again, but not everything builds us up. No one should look out for their own interests. Instead, they should look out for the interests of others. So we have to like learn to hold this tension and, and sometimes put boundaries or limits 
on ourselves or limits on uh, things that are unhealthy. We limit things that are anti or opposed to our essentials. So if someone were to come into our church and, you know, want to be in the leadership and say, you know, I know you guys are a Jesus-centered church, and I know that's really important, and, and the discipleship's cool, you know, really important to you guys. But what I think we need to do instead is we're going to put this political figure or this political doctrine, or we're going to put this issue, and then we're going to make that the center of this church. Well, that becomes an anti-essential, because for us, it's, uh, one of the <laughs> essentials is being Jesus-centered. So we're not going to ever have political figure um, at the center. And so that's where we would put some boundaries and have some limits. It's important to have to remember that limits are for health, um, barriers are for exclusion. And we want to create uh, boundaries for health. In everything, in everything, in everything, we have love. Listen to this verse from Galatians. Don't let this freedom be an opportunity to indulge your selfish impulses, but serve each other through love. All the law has been fulfilled in this single statement. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour each other, be careful that you don't get eaten up by each other. When we start mixing up or not being able to distinguish between the essentials and non-essentials, between primary and secondary issues, people start just biting and devouring each other, fighting about things that maybe they don't need to fight about, not knowing how to serve each other in love, not knowing how to give the gift of, of freedom and liberty to each other. And liberty, freedom is a gift. It's something that we, we have that we, we, we serve people with. Don't use your liberty for selfish reasons. Use it to love. If, I think if the church could really understand its, its kind of Jesus essentials and let him help define that, I think there could be a lot less strife. There could be a lot more grace and liberty given to each other. And there could also be clarity too on where, what are some limits? What are some of the anti-essentials that are unhealthy? And love can be the thing that really pours out of the church. We want our church to be known for its love. Jesus wants his church to be known for its, its love. And I, I think about these things, especially being able to put limits with love and holding those tensions. I think of it almost like a, a, a church is, is like a body. Paul called it the body of Christ. And a, a healthy body has like a healthy immune system and it's uh, healthy uh, organs that are doing all the things that organs should do to bring health. One of those systems in the body is the immune system. And the immune system is, is made to reject disease, uh, sickness. But it's interesting. I love this metaphor because the immune system isn't designed to reject people. It's just designed to reject their diseases. Sometimes we'll come in with ideologies, we'll come in with idolatries, we'll come in with the shadow, our shadow selves without even knowing our blind spots. And a healthy body will not reject people, but the sicknesses that they might not even know that they're bringing in. And I, I think um, when we can have clarity on the limits around our anti-essentials, that, that helps keep the body healthy the body of Christ healthy. Christians in our cultural time have to rethink their faith. They're going to be rethinking their faith, and many of you probably have. What are the essentials? What are the non-essentials? What are the anti-essentials? And how do I love in all of this? Um, and we have to learn to not only doubt our, our faith, but like doubt our doubts and doubt like other cultural narratives that come in. And I, I think when we can create a community with some of these um, values and some of these uh, directions and touchstones, 
I really think we can create a place where we can belong before we believe and we don't have to divide over every issue. So guys, love you so much. See you next week. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions or comments about today's message or would like to contact Garden City Church, reach out at info at gardencitynw.com or click contact in our show notes. Garden City services are made possible by your generosity. Your generosity is love in action. Have a great week and we'll see you next time.